Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Audrey. And... Annalicia. And this week, we are doing uh, Blade, uh, the 1998 movie. This movie is 25 years old. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it shows. It shows. <laughs> Some of it is rough. Uh, yeah. We, we we forced Annalicia into uh, watching this one. Uh, we I texted her like, hey, which one were we watching? And then I was, as we were like halfway through watching Blade already. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> Here's the thing. We started talking about it and I just wanted to watch it. <laughs> so. It's all good. My I, husband was going to force me to watch it regardless if it was for the podcast or not. So just got it, it over with. Out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. Uh, so I'm assuming you had never seen this before? No, never. No? Uh, any reason? It's a classic, so I just don't know how you wouldn't have seen it. Um, my parents are kind of on the religious side, and so okay. growing up, we didn't really watch any, like, vampire-y, demon-y. It wasn't until I was, like, in middle school or high school that they started opening me up to that. So, yeah. I mean, there why. was a lot of, like, titties sexual innuendos yeah there, there wasn't like violence yeah yeah as uh, like in the first like 10 minutes there is you just do just see a guy mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. getting a bj so oh yeah <laughs> oh that was so funny i was like oh my god look at that <laughs> good for him good for him <laughs> uh <laughs> so okay wait michael what's your uh did you watch this as a youth <laughs> i did uh, i watched this when i was like eight. Oh my god <laughs> Because my brother would have been 15 or 16 when this movie came out. So, like, the target audience. Um, so, I definitely saw this. I it, No later than 2000. That's wild. Because I watched this in my early 20s. <laughs> yeah, Because so. I remember seeing Blade 2 in theaters. I, I saw Blade 2 on TV. And then eventually I was like, huh, I should watch all these. And then I did. And then I was like, wow, what a great time. <laughs> and Blade 2 was like 2000 or 2001. So yeah, I, I definitely saw it before the second one came out. So um, it explains a lot about me growing up. But mm. uh, Audrey, you got some stats for us on this movie? Yes. Uh, the film was directed by Stephen Norrington, written by David S. Goyer, uh, based on Blade by Marv Wolfman. And it was released August 21st of 1998. Runtime is 120 minutes. A normal movie runtime for finally. Like, I, I'm i so sick of three-hour movies. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the budget was $45 million and it made $131.2 million at the box office. So it, it like tripled its money. Uh, Forty five yeah. million is such a crazy low number to think about for I know. movies I was these like, days. Wow, an indie movie, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then only making like a hundred and fifty million and still getting two sequels is that, that's just not how the world works these days. Mm-hmm. So okay, let's uh, let's jump into this bad boy. We, we, uh, there, there. This movie kind of meanders all over the place, so we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're just gonna no. go. We're just gonna go. It's, uh, it's something. I, you know, what's funny is I completely forgot about the woman that was in this movie. I forgot Girl. she, yeah, I forgot she even existed in this movie, um, which is not great. Um, so, 
She's a fun sidekick. She is a fun sidekick. So the story opens in 1996 with a pregnant woman being admitted to the hospital, severely bleeding from the neck. Paramedics think she was attacked by some sort of animal, but they're like, what about those bite marks? Uh, The doctors perform an emergency C-section without her consent, even though she is conscious. And uh, a baby boy is born. Woof. Just just (laughs) as she dies. Yikes, 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 yikes. Yeah, Uh, I do love the uh, completely out of left field um, twist. I'm just going to spoil it now. She's not dead. Uh, She she comes back at just in the finale of this movie for reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, yeah, she's she's here. Like, okay, she's hanging out like she's having a great time. Yeah, she is literally the worst mom. Not going to lie. Like, it's so bad. So bad. Not a good mom. Right. And it's implied that she knew he was alive the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She she just is like, you know what? Fuck Va- them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> I'm a vampire now. Well, so I think that I wonder if she got pregnant and then she met Deacon Frost or if they were like fucking beforehand and she got vampire sperms in her. And then she was like, oh, well, this is not great for me. And he was like, ooh, you know what? Oh, my God. Hold on. No. Because Deacon Frost has been wanting to do this thing. And he, I think he purposely put a baby in her. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Can, can vampires get pregnant? These ones probably can. Because well, w- w- these it, ones aren't stony diamonds. It is implied that vampires can get pregnant because they talk about, like, vampires from birth kind yeah. of thing. Um, well, no, because it, it's it's always implied, at least in the comics, I haven't read any Blade in a long time, that the reason why he is the, the, the daywalker, it wasn't so much that she was impregnated by a vampire. She's as, bitten. She was bitten by a vampire, like, as he was born, so he only got a little bit of the blood. Oh, but maybe, okay, see, here's the thing, it could work, though, because he's a, he's a turned vampire, so if he bones a human lady... They might just have a human kid. So then he's like, all right. We've got to get our pundit squares she, out and start yeah, doing the genetic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the gen- <laughs> but like, she was like ready to burst, you know? She She's got like a one in four pregnant. chance to have a pure vampire baby. One in four chance of just uh, human. <laughs> so he's not taking any chances. He knows about that prophecy. He bit her. He but- doesn't know about the prophecy. He doesn't find out about the prophecy until later. I thought he's been he researching does- it this whole time. Yeah, but they, they literally, like, he literally doesn't find out what's needed until like... 70% of the way through this movie when he gets the translation done. Okay, then he's probably just being an asshole. Yeah, he's just being an asshole. I tried to do some research to find some, like, facts about the movie to really, like, no avail. There's not a lot of, like, Easter eggs or anything in this movie that I could find anyways. Um, but one of them did say that, um, I don't know if it's in the comics or not, but supposedly uh, when his mom was about to have the baby, she had difficulties, and so she called a nurse to come to her house to like help her and he was the one that showed up and turned her and then she ended up t- going towards the hospital afterwards so it was literally uh-huh. like right right before oh, okay. he, he just like flew in a window was like ooh yum and then let <laughs> yum, and, yum, yum, like, yum, yum. dipped out <laughs> it's so <laughs> random and then he found her later like you know what you sexy <laughs> yeah what up how you doing how you doing <laughs> girl i know i know you died in childbirth but what up <laughs> oh, i know i was the one that basically killed you but yeah right right she's fine with that yeah she seems super (laughs) chill about that whole thing which is why i was like well maybe she wanted to have this half day walker baby you know like if if she had a prior relationship with deacon i don't know it's kind of implied but i really don't know because then she would be like oh well i didn't really care about having the actual kid at 
itself. I just was doing this for my boo thing. Anyways, we're going to move on because anyway, this is kind of an inconsequential I'm part so of this movie. Sorry. No, it's fine. It, it, you know, logistics <laughs> you of know how what? this begins. It's only his whole reason for attacking vampires in the first place. That's true. So. That's true. Okay. Uh, so 30 years later, which I always forget how old Blade is, but 30 years later, uh, a young man named Dennis, played by Kenny Johnson, is riding in a car with an attractive red ha- redhead named Ra- Raquel. I can Raquel? Raquel, I can't there say that. Go. Played by Tracy Lords, okay. uh, heading to an underground nightclub located, oddly, in a slaughterhouse <laughs> somewhere in... Los Angeles? I thought that was Russia, though. No, it's you def- thought it was Russia? No, I don't know. That's that's at the end uh, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm mixing those two up. But they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, after addressing the doorman in Russian, that's why I thought it was Russian, uh, uh, Raquel brings the young man into the club. The man is confused and trying to understand the rules of the club. Uh, it, it's very funny because he is just very much just like, yeah, what up? Like, how, how's everyone doing? Like, and everybody's like, no, we hate your you, vibe. <laughs> Yeah, you're just the fucking worst. It's it's very funny because she immediately just like just leaves him. Just leaves him like <laughs> that. If I were ever at a club and the person that I came with immediately like left me alone, I would simply go home. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, it's it's time. It's time to leave." <laughs> yep. Nope. Uh- can't do this. Uh, but a very iconic scene from, like, the trailers and stuff like that is, like, the blood rave that starts to happen from the sprinklers. This club has everything. Yeah. Blood rave, slaughterhouse, Slavic men. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but prior to that, we do see, uh, we kind of, like, pan around, like, a couple of scenes, and you see some people that become important throughout the movie. Uh, the aforementioned man getting a BJ uh, in the middle of the club is in this scene as well. So that's that's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, so Dennis tries to run away, but uh, quickly realizes that uh, all, everyone here is vampire. Uh, or violent in some way. Or violent they, in some way. He falls to the ground, and they... Like, he's freaking out because of the blood rain. Yeah, and they, they just keep, like, kind of stomping on him. Yeah, they're, like, like, kicking him and hissing yeah, at it's him. It's weird. So he's, like, I, I think he's just freaking out. Yeah, but uh, the music stops and the blood rave stops all at once uh, because the the DJ does, I, I'm watching it, the DJ does not notice, but the music just stops when Blade comes in because uh, the DJ seems confused, too, why the music stopped. And I was like, DJ, you're the DJ. Well, how did <laughs> Figure somebody, it out. <laughs> somebody saw Blade and ran over there and pulled the plug. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you see a person in a black trench coat uh, and all the vampires look towards him and someone starts like, oh, it's the Daywalker. It's him. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so we get Blade played by Wesley Snipes, uh, which will be fun once we get to the third movie. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for how bad that movie is. Um, it, treasure. it is the worst of the three, which is saying something, Annalisa. Now that you've seen the first one, the fact that this is the third one is the worst one really tells you what's going on. Are we going to review all three? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah. Right. We're doing I all mean, three. Right. Yeah, we're you don't all... have to join us for the whole journey. I, I guess but you don't I have would to. Love for you to stay. Nah, I've started this journey. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna see it all the way through. I'm invested. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> see if you get all the way to the third one, you get Ryan Reynolds. Yes. So, uh-huh. Okay, then yeah. I absolutely need to make it to the end, so yeah, it'll get a, be worth it, get a, hopefully. Yeah, you get a young Ryan Reynolds in, like, uh, like cut-off t-shirts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and uh, in the next one, Norman Reedus shows up, yeah. so. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead fame. Um, <laughs> oh, um, just about this confrontation. So this is the first time that we see Blade fight, and I really love how 
all of the vampires are like, you know, really animalistic. They're wet, dirty, gross, <laughs> like they're kind of lower. Quintessential 90s kids. Well, they're like crouching, <laughs> like they're physically yeah. lower than him. And he comes in and his leather is like, it looks like a soft finish and he looks dry <laughs> as a bone. And I'm like, oh, upstanding, upstanding gentleman in this club. Yeah, so we get a big old fight, uh, blade with shotguns and swords and spinny blade things and stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of silver stakes and yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. And we, we keep getting like, we get like special forces people that, you know, have guns and stuff like that. They just use regular ass guns, which I was like, fair mm-hmm, enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we get a we get a whole, whole thing. But uh, Blade pins Quinton to the wall. So this is the first of like, I don't know, seven, eight, maybe nine times Blade almost kills Quinton, <laughs> but then doesn't. Um, he just chooses to not <laughs> kill him. Um, so yeah. Uh, How did you feel about that, Adelicia? What? <laughs> Okay, so I thought, okay, so in previous vampire movies, burning them alive kills them. So I thought like, oh, he was just mixing it up and he totally died. But no, (laughs) when he shows up later to finish the job, I was like, dude, you are doing this. Like you're trying to be (laughs) sneaky and trying to keep it off the streets and you're not doing a good job about it. Like, No, not at all. It's oh. it's so funny too. Well, because so the burning does do the trick. The problem was is the cops and firefighters showed up and very nonchalantly walked in. They <laughs> own the cops. They address that. Yeah, earlier. they they do own the cops. But the, oh, yeah, they, no, they address it later. Yeah, they address it later. But yeah, they co- like kind of just like nonchalantly walk in and put Quinn out. <laughs> but then. The cops also should, if they own the cops, the cops should know that this is like like a vampire rave. Show so should know that 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 Quinn is a vampire. So why do they send him to a hospital? Anyways, it- maybe they just know to not ask questions for these certain clubs and businesses, That's and true. then there are certain like insider knowledge but then Uh, another question though is if they have the cops why are the vampire like lords upset about it because they're like oh it's drawing all this attention it's like but if we already have the cops who cares like because not every cop knows you know yeah that's what i'm thinking maybe maybe yeah i feel like dean frost just doesn't care about public image so he was like yeah take this dude to a normal human hospital he'll probably eat a couple people feel better and then leave and that's exactly what happens yeah, right, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It's a foolproof plan, actually. Foolproof. Yeah, and uh, the super important character from the beginning named Dennis, uh, he he blade checks his neck. He doesn't have any bite marks, so he lets him leave. I do like Dennis is just Dennis. like chilling on the ground when He's the cops just show up, a too. Dude. Dennis is just a guy. Here's the thing. I don't know how I would react in this scenario, but like, I don't know, just like chilling, like kind of nonchalantly on the floor as like a dude burns to death behind me is probably not. I would have absolutely bailed at the first sign. He lingered around way too long. Right? Well, that's the thing. I was like, okay, all of the the attention goes to Blade. You just dip the fuck out of there right then and there. Like, just just dip. Just get out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways. (laughs) But he, he, you know, just hangs out. Um, so, uh, Quinn is extinguished. He's taken to the hospital. There's a morgue technician, Curtis, who examines his blood and shows the results to Dr. Karen Jensen, played by Mbouche Wright. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say it. Uh, who finds a number of irregularities, including abnormally developed jaw muscles. Um, as they're discussing it, Quinn bursts back to life and bites the shit out of the lab tech. Uh... (laughs) Before he can finish off Dr. Jensen, Blade shows up and once again, very nonchalantly walks up, uh, saving her life and cutting off one of Quinn's arms before Quinn yeets himself out a window. 
Um, so good. Oh, and we do get some flavor that the uh, lab tech that uh, Karen's like working with, uh, they had a romantic fling at one point and they keep awkwardly bringing, like he keeps awkwardly bringing it up yeah. and she's like, back off, dude. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, my it feels favorite... like, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I think my favorite part in the whole movie happens in this scene because the cops come and shoot at Blade, but he's got like the bulletproof vest and he, wait, are we allowed to cuss on this podcast? We are, yeah. right? I, yeah, I said fuck multiple times already. Are you out of your damn mind? And I thought that he was going to be funny, kind of like a Deadpool vibe, yeah. like a vampire hunter with humor. And he ended up being like stoic as Batman. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's like the only, like, yeah, it's just like the only moment where you get like any personality out oh, of Blade. I love it. <laughs> I thought this was perfect. <laughs> like, but I had seen it before, so I was I knew the vibe to expect. And so he, he's I, just like an oath of vengeance paladin that like self hates a lot. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. Okay. You out of your damn yeah. mind. Right? Like oh, we needed so, more of It's so gifable. Yeah, we did we needed more of that. Um so Blade deciding to save Karen because Karen uh kinda looks like his mom and by see, I don't see the resemblance at all between this lady and his mom, but Mm-mm. whatever. She's a woman in distress because a vampire was around. Apparently. Uh also also we do get Blade has flashbacks of his mother's death, meaning he has full consciousness from birth. <laughs> Because he has flashbacks of his mother's death. When I saw that, I was like, nope, that's it. And that's not real. That's inaccurate. There's no it's, way he would remember that. It's because he's a vampire. It's because he's baby. a vampire. He's, he's, he's got a fully functioning <laughs> mind with memories from, like, he, yeah, assumably before he exited the womb or, like, oh, on God. the way out. Because he was, it was C-section, so he never... <gasps> he was violently ripped from her womb. Yeah, I oh guess that God. is a pretty traumatic way to uh, remember being brought into this earth. Yeah, he, he never had a chance. Traumatized from the get go. Yeah, and then then watching your mother die at the ripe old age of two minutes, like. <laughs> uh, so. It would traumatize uh, anybody. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so Blade decides to bring Karen, who is severely weakened and kind of going into shock, to his hideout uh, and ask for help from his mentor, an older man named uh, Whistler, played by Christoph Christofferson. Yep. Or Chris Christofferson. Yes. Uh, which is, yeah. Um, <laughs> Whistler injects Dr. Jensen with a solution of garlic essence and silver nitrate and remarks that she has a 50-50 chance of living. So... You'd think you just like Blade would keep some of this on him, like, oh, they got bite marks, I'm you know, we'll inject it and see what happens. But I mean, he made a special case for her. He was gonna abandon her. <laughs> that's for true. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, sh- yeah. Anyways, um, she does become the only reason he stays alive later on in this movie. But sure. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, a group of vampires are discussing Blade's latest attack on their members, apparently the club, and. To an extent, Quinn is the property of a vampire named Deacon Frost, played by Stefan Dorf. Uh, Frost wants the vampires to outright rule the humans and use them as a food source, while the others, particularly an older vampire uh, named Dragonetti, uh, which is the stupidest name, Dragonetti, <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever, um, prefer to maintain a peaceful coexistence. Dragonetti, played by Udo Kier, uh, does not like Frost because Frost is not pure blood. Um, so that's a fun thing to bring into this universe. They're racist. Yeah. Uh, 
and he was apparently like not born of a vampire merely because one like became one through a bite. Anyways, uh, Frost is arrogant, and uh, his actions and the follow and his followers' actions draw unnecessary attention to the vampire underworld. Um, but this is where we find out like there's agreements with like politicians and stuff like that. Like this is this is grand conspiracy style. Um, Maybe it's just because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it. it did feel like just a hair Jew coated, and I didn't like that. But mm, here we are. Yeah, some weird blood well, libel things going on. Eastern and, Europe. Yeah, Eastern Europe yeah. blood libel, Illuminati, no, politician yeah. stuff. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. I have um, some can... respect for the council though, because they literally have this problem, and they do nothing to punish Dean. Absolutely yeah, nothing. Correct. They call him, oh, you're not pure blood. Like, as if they're bullying him is going to make him all of a sudden stop. And it's, <laughs> they did literally nothing. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, uh, they, they try to confront him later, and they just, they basically just show up and he's like, well, you're not supposed to be in here. And he's like, so? Yeah. And then he, they like walk away. Right? It's like, why, like, why, okay. is, he even al- why is he even allowed into this here? building? Like, why does he have any power at all? Like, who is this? I guess, I guess he's been around for a long time, I guess. I don't actually know. We don't really get that. But no, yeah, don't. it's just like, why, why is he even allowed to just like chill in this building? Cause he's like in the archives and stuff and has access to like, you know, the Bible of the vampires at one point. It's like, why does he have access to all this stuff? Yeah. Um, can I give you a fun fact about Chris Christopherson? Yeah, do it. Uh, because you, if you see his face, you're like, that guy looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's been in every movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he um, he was one of the leads in A Star is Born. Um, he went on to play... <laughs> Hold on, this is funny. <laughs> he he went on to be in uh, Planet of the Apes as mm-hmm. Kurubi. Uh, he was in Comanche and um, uh, Where the Red Fern Grows. But more importantly... He is in a dolphin tail and a dolphin tail too. <laughs> wow! Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a prolific career. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's a songwriter and stuff. Yeah. But uh, he does a lot of narration and other things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's we'll talk about him again in other movies. Um, I love him. So he's great. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, a group of vampires. Oh nope, I already read that part. All right. Uh, so the next morning, Jensen awakens and uh, wanders, wanders into Blade's chambers, uh, kind of checking out his vibe that he's got going. Um, it, it's also, they talk about how they like jump, like they go city to city hunting vampires and stuff like that. But it seems like they are just set up in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does Blade bring all of these books and stuff like that everywhere <laughs> he goes? Because he has like a big old library kind of thing going on. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that... The Whistler stays here. <laughs> the Whistler stays here and, and Blade and, travels. And Blade will travel every now and then. That makes and, more and, sense. And come back to home base. That does make more sense. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of looks around. She finds out that Blade's sword is booby-trapped. That does come back later. Um, she then sees Whistler injecting Blade with some type of serum. Um she tries to run away, but Whistler confront her, confronts her and tells her that he and Blade are hunting vampires. Oh, one thing that was important, when she got injected, her um, bite wounds did smoke from the garlic essence. That's, <laughs> that's lo- important. I saw it and I loved it. I was like, yes, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> uh, Karen, of course, is skeptical, even though she did see a burn victim come back to life and bite the shit out of her ex-boyfriend, ex-whatever. She's just like, nah, no such thing as vampires. These two bites in my neck. Anyways, 
She's a, not a thing. <laughs> uh, but Whistler does a, a rundown of the weapons that they use to hunt them. Um, vampires are allergic to silver and garlic. They're vulnerable to sunlight, specifically ultraviolet rays. Um, yeah, and it's just a, it's a thing. So Whistler fuels up on uh, fuels Blade's car up, uh, which uh, they did a bad job because he spills gasoline everywhere and then immediately lights up a cigarette oh that was so blatant that was just a blatant like fuck you (laughs) to the audience uh and also gives blade a new uv flashlight to use when hunting which sure it was so big and i was like i have a uv box at my job that will like (laughs) sanitize glasses yeah this this is 1998 (laughs) um so i was just like wow technology has yeah it's come it's come a long way i will like we see blade's gun his pistol too and it literally looks like just a box with a handle on it (laughs) so it's pretty funny it's anyways uh, Whistler also gives Karen a type of vampire mace, which will come back in the third act, uh, and something that they should use way more often. Like they should be using it constantly. Okay, I, I gotta get this because so please tell me your feelings. Natalie. So Karen uses okay, this okay. in like the final fight that she's in, like at the end of the movie, and she sprays a little bit in the vampire's mouth, and their head just explodes. Like <laughs> it's like just use this all the time. Just, just, why doesn't Blade have, like, a little mister, just, like... My brain literally thought, like, wow, if he were to have put this in the sprinkler system when the blood rate was going down, like, literally everyone would just be dead. He would not even have to be at the club (laughs) getting at all. No, not at all. Like, just watching vampires explode to sandstorm would be great. Like, (laughs) why don't, why don't, anyways, okay. They should use vampire mace more, mm-hmm. but it's silver, uh, silver nitrate and garlic. The the fact that they talk about silver nitrate so much is kind of funny because I use silver nitrate at work like all the time. I feel like silver nitrate had to be more expensive back in the day. It's not. Well, it is expensive. Like four liters of it is like, I don't know, $500 or so. That sounds too expensive for what they're doing. They're pawning but here's the thing like off of vampires it, it depends on like how concentrated meat. you're getting and stuff like that there's a lot of different like are we talking like one normal like you, you know anyways i i'm assuming they need the good stuff the really concentrated shit yeah yeah which does get more expensive especially so. if you aerosolize it but that's the thing it's like I don't, I, yeah what kind of concentration do you need for that essence of garlic like <laughs> i would just always be baking garlic too right just like garlic bread constantly um <laughs> Well, it seems like he gets the concentrated garlic from, like, a special person, or and he trades the watches for it, but then yeah. never goes back to him ever again. So I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I don't know. The same. I don't know. It. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. World building. I, I guess I, I don't always hate, like, world building in which it's not consequential to, like, the end of the story kind of thing, but it's like, at the same time, if you have, like... A dealer for vampire things? Like, you use that dealer more often. Anyways, okay. It's fine. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. Blade drops Karen off at her apartments uh, as she tries to get uh, to pack up and get out of town because they're like, oh, everyone's going to want you dead now. Um, a police officer ad- identifying himself as Krieger, played by Kevin Patrick Walls. He questions her about the uh, events at the hospital the night before, uh, as kind of as a pretext to get in and try to attack her. Um... It, the, she saw like a bunch of people with like tattoos on their necks and she's like oh that's weird that they all have the same tattoo and they're being super weird about everything and whatever um but blade shows up 
before they can kill her uh, and subdues the policeman. Blade explains that the officer is a familiar, uh, so they're also called uh, Renfield or a bug eater, which, sure. Gross. I love that she was like, you used me as bait, and he's like, get over it. Like, (laughs) yeah, I did, so what? (laughs) This is how I live. I mean, I get it. That's fair. Sure. Um, But they act essentially as, like, human slaves owned by the vampires, kind of? I don't know. That's how he describes it, and I was like, that doesn't feel great. Uh, So if he completes a series of tasks for the vampire, you know, he might be converted, or he's working towards a chance of being converted, or he wants that sweet, sweet vampire fang. Um, So Blade reveals a a tattoo called a glyph, which is just just a tattoo on the back of his... It's just a rune. It's just, yeah, a normal ass rune. But we've seen the vampire runes at this point now, I think. So yeah, we as the audience are like, "Oh my God, these bitches are vampires!" <laughs> uh, it's on the back of the officer's neck, and he recognizes it as the mark of Deacon Frost. Uh, Blade lets Officer Krieger go free in hopes of tracking him to another vampire club, which does immediately pay off. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Blade's uh, hunch pays off as he and Karen arrive at a new underground club and because uh, they just stake out his car because apparently the cops are running blood for them and stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. fine. Get a whole setup back there. Yeah. I was like, wow. But they, they arrive at a new, a new nightclub, which is... Um, it's supposed to be set up kind of like, I don't know, it feels very triad to me. There's a lot of like men in, uh, suits and glasses, uh, prime, like predominantly Asian men. Um, but they go to the back room, uh, after they track the, the cop in there and there's just like a secret passage and they meet Pearl played by Eric Edwards. Uh, it's a morbidly obese vampire who works as the record keeper. This is rough. Yeah. Uh, I do remember as a child, this part freaking me the hell out um I, everything else in this movie i was fine with did not like pearl when i was a kid mm-hmm. uh well not, it's not pearl's not likable <laughs> no pearl's not likable and they they do torture pearl yeah that's pretty fucked yeah uh so pearl confesses that deacon frost is researching an uh ancient vampire prophecies one in particular involving a ritual and a creature named lagar uh, lagara no lagara i don't know lagara Magara? Le Mag... Le Magara. Le Magara. Le Magara. That's what I would say. Uh, Karen gets a bloodlust and does severely burn Pearl with the UV flashlight that Blade has been using. I mean, he told her if he moved, like, yeah. to get him. And they, they do steal uh, part of Pearl's hard drive. Uh, Pearl was on the phone with Deacon at that time, and Deacon's like, damn. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I loved the video chat that they have. Yeah. It's like, it's like old, like instant messenger video chatting. Like it's wild. It, well, it was like kind of during the day. So they're just doing like chat roulette, but, and just hoping they find each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Blade and Karen move further into the vampire archives and find giant pages from the book of Erebus, mm-hmm. the vampire Bible. They, wow. they are suddenly ambushed by a group of vampires led by Quinn, uh, now healed and having regrown his hand, uh, which I always the the hand always freaked me out because he doesn't have fingernails. <laughs> Tell me your feelings, Annalisia. They were so like long, like it just looked like a deformed hand, and then yes, it didn't have fingernails, and it was like slightly like 
like glossy a little bit so it looked it's like juicy. it was like still fresh it was just not and then he like was waving it around like as if the director was just like we need you to make this prop look really good and i was like dude put it away man <laughs> wear a glove uh, almost like half expect like a, a zoom in and like trying to like put his fingers like on blade's face oh, or something <laughs> disgusting no yeah yeah um, so he, he's now rega- regrown his hand slash got a new one. It's, he, he, re- he, regrew he regrew it. it, but the way he states it, it kind of feels like he stole someone else's hand. I loved that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a big old fight. Uh, Blade does get captured here. Um, and Quinn kind of tortures Blade for information and his own amusement, but realizes that Blade has a radio link, uh, link in his ear, right? As Whistler blows out the wall and all of the vampires like, oh shit, like, once again, Quinn and Blade are unable to just kill each other. They have to toy with each other. I think he cuts his hand off again. No, that doesn't happen yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> what happens, another vampire grabs onto Blade's sword and is like waving it around. He's like, I got his pig sticker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> skipping ahead. Yeah, yeah. But the Blade there, uh, it, the booby trap goes off and like explodes the dude's hand. Like doesn't just cut his hand. It like explodes like into like a mist. Um. So yeah, they they had some fun with that propping, but uh, Whistler suddenly arrives, um, having listened the whole time and having time to show up, blowing a hole in the wall and opening fi- fire on all the vampires. Uh, the the three of them are able to escape through a subway system that apparently connected here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so during like there's a subway there and there's like subway trains going and they like jump in front of it and Quinn is able to jump across and there's a lady there too. I don't remember what her name is. Uh, but they fight for a while. It's fine. Uh, Karen gets knocked down on the subway rails. And <laughs> Audrey and I are both like, just stay down there. That is honestly the safest place at this point. Like, <laughs> like, like I, trying- saw her, I saw her trying to reach a hand up. And I'm like, just wait. Just wait. The subway's going to pass. And then you could literally like crawl out, have all the space you need to get out. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's real stupid, but yeah. she she does hand the sword up to Blade, um, and Blade does cut off Quinn's other hand this time, uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the the lady starts chasing after them, uh, but he and Bl- uh, Blade and Karen board a passing subway car right as it, like, the, they grab the last car, essentially, which uh, does give Karen whiplash, but not really, I guess. I don't know. She seemed fine. She seemed fine. But the way they get pulled should have given her whiplash. <laughs> um, and uh, Blade does inject himself with some more serum to heal himself up. Uh, Karen suspects that Blade is actually a vampire himself. Oh, my <laughs> God. And we're just she like, didn't know. Yeah, it was, it was like at this point, like Audrey and I are like, wait. Did she not know? Was that not already established? I thought that was established. <laughs> like. I, I was I was shocked. <laughs> like I don't know. I anyway. But Blade says no, he is not a, a vampire. He's something completely different. And by something completely different, essentially the exact same thing. Um except can walk can, uh, walk during the day. Yeah, walk during the day and doesn't have to drink human blood, but it's like a cool thing that he could do. Yeah, well and he he ages like a normal human as well. So he oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, honestly the only perk that he gets is he can walk around during the day and then he gets all of the vampire powers essentially the like good and bad so anyways mm-hmm. sure um add another vampire club because we, we just got vampire clubs off the wazoo this is here. la man yeah you gotta have a vampire club in your neighborhood 
So Officer Krieger arrives where he reports to Frost about Blade and of the new alliance with the Doctor, um, because Frost apparently cares. Uh, Frost is angry for letting Blade get away. Uh, Frost turns on Krieger, biting his throat and allowing his girlfriend... Oh, it's her name is Mercury, uh, right. played by Arlie jo- Yover? Jover. She, she had the like slicked back yeah. platinum hair. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was like white hair. Loved uh, her look. And she, she gets her, her uh, uh, neck juice box on as well, like just... Um, yeah, <laughs> good, good old slurp. Uh, <laughs> I wish you. <laughs> you guys need I, Annalisa's uh, facial I know, inspection. I, <laughs> I should be taking more screenshots. I know we should, because it's perfect. <laughs> uh, I know so, that Spotify's got video now, so maybe in the yeah, future. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so back at the hideout, Whistler explains Blade's history to Karen, just just spilling all of Blade's beans here. Um, when Blade was a baby, uh, we go to the opening scene his mother was attacked by a vampire hours before he was born she died blade live whistler found him on the streets which i was like like literally on the streets like as yeah. a baby did like they just like they chucked him outside yeah just well, he said at the age of 13 he found I mean, him and almost killed him because his bloodlust through puberty had increased but uh, maybe that's what it was mm-hmm. yeah for some reason didn't kill him interesting that must be rough for a baby like having that bloodlust especially but, if you have your full consciousness at yeah like one yeah like at one but not having like the motor controls to do anything about it just like they keep just giving me a bottle and i don't want a goddamn bottle like <laughs> yeah um but so yeah you found him on the streets feeding on uh on home to be oh. no, on home people that sucks yeah uh due to the unique circumstances of his birth uh blade is a hybrid of a human and a vampire having the abilities he can resist garlic and silver can walk in daylight hence the nickname daywalker uh has enhanced strength and healing abilities just like other vampires however he has inter- inherited the bloodlust and he devel- uh, ages normally we just talked about that uh, Whistler developed a serum to curb Blade's cravings, but Blade's body is starting to resist it. Uh, which, I mean, if he was, like, 13... It's worked for, like, 17 years. Like, that's honestly pretty successful. Like, that's yeah. been a successful serum. Yeah. Why They should be using that more and giving it to other vampires that maybe don't want to kill humans. I don't think that ever comes up. It never once comes <laughs> up, no. Uh, so Whistler also shares his own history. Uh, he was married with children, and one night while they were alone, a vampire held Whistler and his family hostage. The vampire killed them all, but left Whistler alive. Blade also confides in Karen that Whistler is suffering from the middle stages of cancer, oh, no. uh, but uh, is refusing treatment in order to help in Blade's war against the vampires, which I was like, uh, you can do both. Um well, chemo really knocks you out. It does. It does really knock you out. But, like, I don't know, uh, having a bum leg and, mm. you know, having, can like, just cancer just in cancer. general. Yeah. And, yeah, like, he's, he seems to be fine. Like, anyway. Whistler also learns uh, that his attempted cure of Karen uh, was ineffective and that she is growing close to turning into a vampire. So Whoa. the cure can delay it for days? So... This was one thing that I was, like, super confused about because he was like, oh, you only have a certain number of days and then you're going to turn to a vampire. Keep an eye out if you're, like, sensitive to light. And they show no symptoms. No. At all. (laughs) None. No, like, oh, this garlic smells weird. No, like, oh, I feel like I'm sunburned. Nothing. She literally Mm -hmm. acts like a human the entire time, but cures herself. Yeah. Well, so Mm. I I, would have, like... 
uh have you guys ever seen the the cat on tiktok it's like gel and be smelling or whatever where like they hold like food up to the cat and see if if yeah. he likes what he's smelling Mel- and a melon lot of be smelling. Yeah, melon be smelling and like hold food up to him and a lot of times he makes like a like the cat gag yeah. noise and like face if he doesn't like the food or other times he'll lick it and i was like they should have done that with her but with like a like garlic bread you just see her just, just like, every, like <laughs> they just do it every like three we'll, hours. we'll send you we'll send you some tiktoks Annalisa. so don't, don't you worry do. yeah yeah, it's it's very cute. It's very funny, but yeah, like we needed a melon be smelling, but with like garlic or just like yeah, it's like give her silver cutlery or something just to see what would happen. I don't know, but uh, but uh, yeah. So Karen refuses to give up, and they go and raid the hospital, but like off screen, we don't see this happen. But they just have like a bunch of equipment now, which is cool. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so they they raid the hospital in which she worked to try to find a cure for both her and Blade. Uh, she does get an anticoagulant, uh, also known as EDTA, which EDTA is a real thing, um, and apparently has a very violent reaction with mi- when mixed with vampire blood. A- and the way that they do this, they they show them is they put it on a slide and like essentially tell Blade like, "Hey, take a look at this." As the thing detonates like a goddamn bomb, <laughs> and like just. Those things would... Bl- they Just would be, put your face in there. Yeah, it would be gl- blasting. Like, yeah, I know he has an enhanced, like, healing factor, and he'll be fine. But at the same time, it still hurts. Like, if you got a bunch of glass in your eyes, that would suck ass. Oh, that's so funny. What I don't understand is why even put it underneath the microscope if you know it's going to explode. Like, just dab it together and put it, like, far and be like, all right, step back. Like, why right. even put it where someone's going to want to put their face yeah, they just blow up a microscope for, like, just flair, I guess. Yeah, I, just for fun. Just for funsies, I guess. Uh, she's like, but we can make this into a weapon. And he's like, dope. And that will, <laughs> once again, become important. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Quinn is at Frost headquarters being berated for his fa- second failure and second lost arm. Uh, Frost encourages Quinn to go back out and capture Blade alive. Quinn is like, uh, the fuck? Uh, is confused by the order and since his boss and all the other vampires have been trying to kill Blade since forever. And Frost is like, don't worry about it, just do what I say. Afterward, Frost takes Mercury and his entourage of followers and abducts uh, Dragonetti, uh, taking him to the beach just before sunrise. Uh, we do get a fun scene of them putting on, like, SPF 100. Oh, my God. They were, like, sensually like, like, like rubbing super it on each other's Yeah, faces. putting sunscreen on each other. Um <laughs> Why don't they wear it all the time? Yeah, it, whatever. I, I wanted it. Yeah, I wanted it to be pastier. Like mm-hmm. I wanted it just to be like a super thick, like like lotion, just like smeared across their face. I, I wanted a white chalky like thing. You yeah, know? I need I needed mm. more. Yeah. Uh, because if it's just that thin of a layer, yeah, why not just use that all the time and just go out in the day all the time? Like if it's just that thin of a layer. Yeah, I, I know it's, they're still a little sensitive, and that's why they put on, like, the motorcycle gear, which, like, it's just UV protective gear, which I was like, so they can just go outside in the day as long as they're fully covered, which I was like, okay, sure, why not? Although, we're coming at this from a human society perspective. They're vampires, and they don't give a shit. Yeah. So. Uh, but they, they take him to the beach just before sunrise, and they forcefully rip out his vampire fangs. Pretty great. Yes, it was it was pretty fucked. It's uh, very mafia. Yeah, it's very mafia. Um, but, uh, they, they, like, they're watching the sunrise, uh, leaving Dragonetti to burn to death. And then Dragonetti just, just explodes at one point. Like he, I, I don't know if it's because he was like a pure blood or something like that in his dying. Oh, in the, in the sun? Yeah. In the sun. Yeah. Cause, but he just, he just goes, he just goes 
Like, yeah, fully disintegrated. Yeah, because uh, even Quinn was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and they're like on a beach. They are. So it's like a lot. If they hadn't done the teeth, if they hadn't done the teeth thing, that wouldn't be the worst way to go out. They wanted him to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I honestly half expected him to turn into Ash, like how all of the other vampires in the club at the very beginning turned into Ash. Like, that's what I was expecting. But I was like, all right, explosion's cool too, I guess. Well, it also begs a question, like, how much UV light and for, like, what period of time do you need to explode? Because, like, Pearl never explodes, and they just, like, had a UV light on her for, like, a pretty long time. Longer f- than uh, Dragonetti was in the sun. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, like... The intense does the intensity matter? Like the length of time, the directness. I don't know. Um, it's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, so Frost goes and confronts the remaining elders of the Vampire Council, asking for twelve people to volunteer after he throws the teeth on the table um, for his La Magra project. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna go with that. La Magra. La Magra. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Blade purchases more items for hunting. Whistler and Karen discuss their latest attempt at a cure. Karen is sure that the new formula will work on her, but unsure if it will work on Blade since he has born, he was born with vampirism, um, because it's different somehow. (laughs) The stronghold is attacked by Frost, by the, uh, by Frost's followers and Karen is abducted while Whistler is brutally beaten by the, excuse me, while Whistler is brutally beaten by the vampires. Mm. Blade returns to find uh, Whistler horribly injured and infected by vampire bites. I did find it kind of funny that Blade was just kind of like walking up and then like didn't notice anything was amiss until he like turned the corner and there was like a dead vampire body slash uh, like familiar because he doesn't turn to Ash. So I I was like, is he dead? I don't know if he's dead or not because all the other ones when they like die, they turn to Ash. So I don't I don't know. But he was just like knocked over at. (laughs) <laughs> the story needed him to be left behind so he could see the glyph and know exactly who it was who did this, even though he left a VHS tape behind. For those of you who don't know who a, what a VHS tape was, it's how you saw videos back in the day. Um, <laughs> to so know funny. who it is. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we assume Whistler's dying? Yeah, uh, in parallels, some but or something. But Bla- Blade uh, assists Whistler in committing suicide um, before loading up, uh, like loading the VHS tape, and then also gearing up to raid Frost's stronghold. Um, so it's just like, oh, we we have your new girlfriend, and your friend is dead. Ha 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 ha. It's more or less how it goes. Uh, Blade has also kind of figured out what was happening, and that they need him at this point. Um, but I think Karen informs him of it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's I, a little it, unclear. Yeah, no, Deacon kidnaps her and gives her the whole plan, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So she just tells him the plan. Yeah. Later. <laughs> <laughs> so Blade attacks Frost compound and kills many of his uh, Frost followers. Nearly all of them. Nearly all of them. Uh, even trying the new EDTA formula, which makes vi- vampires swell and explode in a shower of blood. The two like that he kills in the hallway is pretty brutal because he stabs the one mm-hmm. in the eye, and that's. It was, it's is it's probably the worst way to go that we see in the vampires. I don't think the EDTA comes up in the future movies. Anyways, um, <laughs> Blade finally reaches his, the final room of Frost's hideout, having gone through the entire dungeon uh, and fighting his way to the top. It's it's literally just like a dungeon crawl. It's whatever. Um, where he is confronted by a lone woman who calls him Eric. 
Uh, it is Blade's mother reborn as a vampire to serve Frost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my dislike for her is so, so. Ah, uh, yeah. I very much yeah. dislike her. And I was just... screaming when she put her face next to his lips. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, no! And she's like, kind of like sexily laying on the bed as the like the bed lid comes up. Oh, and... I do love the futuristic coffin, though. Yeah, I do like the futuristic coffin. But even later during the, I'll, and I'll say it again during the ceremony, she's like guzzling his chin, and their lips are like this close, and I'm just like, Ooh. nope. Yeah, there's like a weird yeah. sexual tension going on that I. I am not comfortable with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad. Like, it would have been better if that wasn't his mother, but like a previous love interest or something like that. Like th- that died in his like early twenties mm-hmm. or something. Like I don't know. Maybe they all got different scripts. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. Well, she knows that. Like she says that. Like, oh, I'm your mother at one point, but like maybe they were shot out of order. I don't know. There was a vibe that wasn't great. Um. Uh, so you think the movie's coming to an end here. It's not. Uh, so uh, Frost ambushes Blade, taking him hostage while revealing that he it was uh, himself who bit Blade's mother and while she was pregnant. Uh, Blade and Karen are transported to another location, a temple, where the ritual will happen. You know, that kind of makes Deacon Blade's daddy. Yeah, he, he's he, it's the, the vaddy daddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, Blade asks Karen uh, if she is uh, finished her miracle cure. Karen says that the cure would presumably rob Blade, Blade of his strength and hearing powers, neutralizing his thirst, effectively making him human. Uh, Karen and Blade are then separated. Karen is dumped into a lower chamber where a berserker vampire is kept. It turns so, out... So, okay, on the, on the way <laughs> to them taking her <laughs> to the pit, they're like, you know, it's so funny, though, because sometimes when you bite people, they just turn into zombies. <laughs> and I'm like... What the fuck? So, so th- this one I actually know because the the berserkers come up. I think it's in Blade Two. Sure, uh, they're vampires. Uh, so they get bit and they turn like and. But what, they're stinky. No, what happens is they are never really fed blood. Oh. So they get a thirst so great that they're even willing to kill other vampires to like get a taste. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think all vampires can turn like this eventually if they're deprived of blood for long enough. Uh, but yeah. I mean, the way that they talk about it, though, it's like, eh, he just didn't take. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it didn't sit right, and now he's kind of weird. Um, Which but it, I actually really like as an idea, because yeah. it's like, you know, they're undead creatures. If you did it wrong, uh, the, you get a weirder undead creature. I think it's in Blade 2, the vampires get significantly more scary. Um, anyway. That sounds right. Uh, so anyways, Curtis uh, is the one who's down there. This was the weird lab tech guy, mortician mm-hmm. guy from, the from man. yeah, the flirty man. So he's not a mindless zombie because he recognizes her, but <laughs> still attacks her. Karen battles him briefly. Uh, and I mean briefly, like single hit and she's out. Like, it's really not like a susen- suspenseful screen. It's like, I feel like this was supposed to be like a bigger plot point, And then there's like, nah, we ran out of time. We're just going to cut most of this. <laughs> but we need to explain why she's crawling out of this hole and gets into the temple, like free roaming at some point. I was honestly waiting for him to get up and like, cause her one leg was dangling <laughs> for so long as she was trying to claw herself out. I'm like, he's going to grab her. He's going to, is this going to keep going? And then no, he just yelled. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I but, guess we weren't that tough to fight. 
<laughs> but it makes more sense why she's so attracted to Blade. Because even in the Berserker state, Curtis is a bitch. Um, <laughs> he goes, do you ever have second thoughts about it? It's like, shut the oh fuck yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. Um, so Karen battles him and manages to climb out of the pit. Uh, Blade and the 12 members of the Vampire Council are to be used as offering for Frost uh, Ritual. Blade is put into a large torture device slash uh it's like a vampire stone iron maiden yeah it's like a weird juicing machine yeah um <laughs> it's a vampire juicer yeah so he gets he gets strapped in which i mean in other circumstances could be fun but then it's closed and there's like blades that like cut into his wrists and stuff like that <laughs> mm-hmm. um <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh starts extracting a bunch of blood uh the 12 members of the council are placed like in specific locations and the blood from blade drips down in all of their heads there's so much blood that like goes along those glyphs in the walls <laughs> I yeah was just like, i was like this would dry this is not this is that, too much on blood. the stone absolutely not yeah uh but it goes on all of them and then there's one big drop that falls and lands on frost's face and he like <laughs> smears it on himself he's like yeah Ugh. they had this much money for cg and they used all of it on that one blood drop <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah, the this the ritual goes on. Um. And it, uh, like a thunderstorm starts, and like a bunch of the, uh, all, all the lightning hits like the twelve members, and like weird vamp, like little gargoyle skeletons like rip mm-hmm. out of their mouths and stuff, and they start mm-hmm. like flying around, and then then start flying through frost, and mm-hmm. uh he they like all converge on him. I do like that uh the white haired lady is like, ooh, don't like this and like <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna go ahead and just uh I'm gonna get behind something big and strong here. Right, like bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh but he is turned into the blood god. La magra. La magra. So Karen uh a uh, Karen's still running around. She she uses the mace uh, to kill the lady in Mercury. F- yeah, yeah, and free Blade. Uh, knowing that there's only one way to get Blade healed in time, Karen requests that Blade feed on her blood. Uh, Blade resists at first, uh, but then seeing he has no other choice and just being the most hungry bites the shit out of Karen just like he it, it, have you ever seen like a kid drink an entire Capri Sun in like a second like <laughs> they, they drink and do deep breath and then drink and then deep breath <laughs> like like it's literally just like just like and just gone like <laughs> oh, that's so funny he it is like a viral very visceral like drinking of blood it's honestly impressive it's pretty good yeah i I was like wow they're fucking (laughs) like that's that's what i yeah it's like the most central like blood drinking i've ever seen like it's like she's moaning and stuff too like she said don't stop don't stop stop. she's into it (laughs) she's yeah she is into it um I don't know why, but sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, you start getting delirious after a little while. Uh, so <laughs> Blade is revived and stronger than ever. Um, oh, also, they took the EDTA at one point. This is vital later. They took the EDTA, and they're like, oh, your precious serum, and like just threw it, and it got stuck in the <laughs> wall. <laughs> So like it's just like lodged in the wall like above the ritual chamber. It's stuck on a on a crack in a rock. I, I forgot I forgot to mention that there part, was... but it is vital to this last fight scene. Well, there is a whole like um oh what's the word um it's like that belt with all the shotgun shells. Yeah, it? it's his utility belt. We 
there's a word for that. Well, it's though. like a bandolier. Yeah, it's a bandolier full of serum, and there's just one that <laughs> that survives, and it's in that wall. Yeah, well, it's 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 a bunch of them, but like it, the single bandolier survives. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, but Blade's mother suddenly appears and fights Blade, ultimately getting stabbed in the heart with a bone, which kills her. So apparently, bone kills vampires now so i asked my husband that and i was like oh did he like have a knife or something and he's like no it was a stake like the bone was so sharp that it was Uh, a stake now and i was like sure sure i I guess whatever whatever kills this son of a bitch like (laughs) let's just kill her (laughs) off because i believe she found out that she was about to die and she was like oh you wouldn't hurt your mom would you and i was like no you are not my mother get out you're no mother of mine is my mother (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, they don't really specify, like, that wooden stakes are necessary, but they do stake vampires. Well, they stake them with silver, though. And, like, it has to be through the heart. They're super allergic to silver. Yeah. So maybe it just makes the reaction faster. Maybe. I don't know. Or if, like, you miss a little bit, it's okay. Yeah. So Blade fights his way through the remaining vampire uh, guards, uh, eventually reclaiming his trademark sword, um, which we we get... also, another trailer shot of Blade with like the sword on the ground and like twisting it, and like yeah, it's it's a it's literally a shot for shot from one of the uh, one of the uh, trailers. Tom- oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he eventually decapitates Quinn, uh, oh, yeah. then reclaiming his sunglasses. <laughs> I'm not gonna them. lie, it felt like you know how like in the movie Indiana Jones, where that one guy's all with the blades, and then Indiana Jones just kills him. That was yeah. what I felt like. Same energy because. That guy was like, oh, let's do this. Let's fight one last time, Bubble. And he just kills him, like, mid-sentence. It was beautiful. Second yeah. favorite part it. of the whole movie. That's great. And then, he, he like, the we get CGI glasses up in the air, which he catches and then slides onto his face. And then you get, like, you get the fight music going on. So good. I, I half expected, like, the Mortal Kombat music to kick on when, like, Johnny plays from the... the- Oh my the movie God. like slides the glasses on. He's Mortal Kombat. Anyways, a hyper specific memory from my childhood. Um, they didn't have the rights. Yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't. It's a shame. Uh, so Blade uh, takes on a bunch of vampires, doing a bunch of like weird martial arts stuff. Anyways. Um, Mercury. Hey, those stunt guys were great. The, the stunt guys <laughs> were great. The, you could you could sell tell it was it was a lot of the stunt guys doing a lot of work. Like mm-hmm. there there is that one stunt guy that gets folded like an accordion <gasps> when he yes. like hits the 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 path. Like he he committed to that shot. Like yes, he did. You know what? A plus. He deserves more money for getting folded up like that. He did great. <laughs> But yeah, so we, we get uh, so, some martial arts going on. He defeats them all. Mercury attempts to kill Karen, who opens fire with a shotgun. Uh, but Mercury is too fast and knocks the, the gun out of Karen's hand and bests her in hand-to-hand combat because Karen can't fight worth a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen uh, then sprays the garlic mace into Mercury's mouth just Perfect. as she's about to bite Karen. And her head does do an explode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's awesome. It is pretty cool. So uh, Blade and Frost slash Lamagra fight effectively, clashing swords. Because apparently Frost just has a sword now, too. Don't know where that came from. Uh, But they're just like, you know what? Sword fight. Center of this room. Let's go. They're alpha bros. They gotta measure their dicks. Yeah. They're sword dicks. All right. Yeah, that's what the sword is a metaphor for. (laughs) So Blade eventually cuts off Lamagra's arm and then slices him in half. Ha! Uh, (laughs) Okay. I want to... Do it. (laughs) 
me. <laughs> this is where the rest of the CGI budget goes. <laughs> is this <And> one scene? <laughs> because he, <laughs> he, his blood just reconnects his body parts together. <laughs> it is so weird. Yes. <laughs> like, it doesn't look good, but it is hilarious. <laughs> Um, did I have popcorn at this point? You did, okay, yeah, good. yeah. Because yeah. I was like chomping. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, it reminded me very much of the Power Rangers movie where um, Rita becomes human. Like it reminded me it. of that, like very heavily. Um, so like when Rita turns from like a purple ooze into a human, oh. and it's the exact same CGI bubbling but <laughs> red instead of purple. Like it's literally <laughs> the exact same stuff for Rita. I love that. I was on the same wavelength, so I'm not going to lie. I was watching it, and I was like, I could totally tell that this is a 90s movie because I can see this resemblance in my brain. Yes, that they're exact the same, same scene in my brain. Yeah, they're, they're using the exact same After Effects-like package. They purchased the exact <laughs> same one, just a different color scheme for it. Or they hired the same guy. It, it could have been the same guy. Like, there weren't a lot of them going cheap. around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the uh, La Magra regenerates. Um, uh, so that's fun. So he taunts Blade, uh, mentioning the serum that he's so dependent on. And like Blade's like, oh, yeah, you had some of that around here. Where's, where's that at? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's right there. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> he just looks around. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah, all he, right. He literally is like, oh, yeah, like about that. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. I got a plan now. But, uh, yeah, but it's actually the EDTA vials that Blade had brought with him. Uh, he grabs, uh, so he he throws the sword perfectly wedging into the sword like into the rock and then the trap from the sword which i I do like that they use the trap on the sword more than once like they at least utilize the like the thing more than once um but uh yeah it like goes in there and like goes off and explodes uh the rock and then blade does like the little like run up and run and like catch it behind his back for whatever reason (laughs) um for coolness for coolness how dare you yeah uh like there there are so many shots in this movie that were like oh this would look great in a trailer and like that's why, that, that why is they did one it of them. um mm-hmm. so karen and uh so or i'm sorry so blade uh fights lamagra some more and by fights he just throws a bunch of these vials into uh frost and he like smacks the first one off he's like huh that was weird why would you do that and then blade's like ba 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 and uh yeah and then uh, he does. He does do an explode after what? Doesn't Blade like kick one into his head or something? I don't remember. Yeah, like yeah. right here on his forehead. I'm not gonna lie. So my two fears are spiders and needles. So seeing all those needles just like dangling from his skin, I had to actually yeah. not look, and I just looked just in time for him to yeah get get right in the head, and then yeah. he up. Would it make you feel better if you knew that, like, his skin was definitely rubber for that part? Like, that was not his body? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so many needles in this movie, and that was what I was afraid of. Not the monsters, <laughs> not the vampires, it was all the needles. So many needles. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I did not know that. Yeah, okay. but Fro- Frost does do a, a, a swell up and does explode. Uh, he so gets super big. He gets so big, just like the biggest. Because, but since the EDTA is coagulating with the blood, um, the blood god is defeated by modern medicine. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Is it an allegory for something? I don't know. It pop off. Yeah, it pop- AIDS research. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so Karen and Blade uh, exit the ruins. Uh, they just kind of climb out. 
It's fine. Okay, okay. And so they're in the, the city. Yeah, they see the sunrise over the city. Uh, hooray, hooray. Hold on. There is a... Del- oh, oh, you got it. No, you you tell it. You tell it. Oh, I don't think I'm, we're going to talk about the same things to you first. Oh, just kidding. Okay, so there is a deleted scene where uh, when they're on the rooftop, the director, Stephen Kingston, is dressed as Morbius on another rooftop. <laughs> and Morbius is at the end of the film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they cut it. That? And they cut it. Yeah. It's oh my a better God. ending. <laughs> um, which like, how fun would that be if Blade 2 were about Morbius instead of whatever else it was about? Because I don't remember. <laughs> I would Yeah, it's, I it's would about love. like super vampires. It's so funny though, because like he he looks like um like Trigun, Vash the Stampede, but all black. <laughs> and he's just on a rooftop really far away. Like his his face is all wrapped up in like cloth and his uh like trench coat is billowing in the wind. <laughs> uh, now yeah. I can, now I just want to think of like Jared Leto's Morbius though on like a rooftop <laughs> like, a little, like a little ways away because that's way funnier to me. Yeah. But... What, what were you going to mention, Annalisa? Oh, when they were going out of the door and the sunrise was like, the light was like on her face. I was like, all right, she's going to start smoking because he bit her. So I was expecting her to start to change. That didn't happen. So I was like, she's immune. (laughs) She's immune. She might be immune now. I don't (laughs) know. She's a blood doctor, I guess. Instead of having like, she she had the cure in her blood. Wait, she's she's uh been <laughs> she caught chicken pox once and now she can't get it again. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is like, is she gonna turn into? I guess she like, I guess there is a delay and when like from the time in which you get bit until you turn into a vampire because like she stayed alive for quite a while the first time. So like maybe they got some time to go back and use the cure. I don't know. Who can say? Yeah. But yeah, they exit. Blade finally, de- uh, finally, officially declines the cure, deciding that even with Frost gone, there are many other vampires out there that he needs his additional powers for. Uh, Blade asks Karen to make him more efficient serum, and she agrees. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I don't need your cure, but can you make me more serum? And she's like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't want to be cured. I want more good juicy juice. Mm-hmm. I need that sunny D. Um, so then uh, the movie ends with Blade resuming his hunt for vampires in a Russian-speaking country. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. exactly where you are. They where say they... Moscow. Oh, yeah, it is Moscow. Yeah. It does say yeah. Moscow. And uh, that's how it ends. But they pull the same fucking trick from the beginning this guy is talking to this lady and he's like "Ooh, where are we going uh it's a surprise i love surprises surprise beast yeah she doesn't even wait to like get him like to the club no it's the guy this time oh yeah that's yeah, right yeah, it yeah. is the guy yeah. this time yeah yeah but anyway so yeah blades on his uh rampage or whatever yeah i don't know if uh is the second one set in Moscow? No, oh, I don't think. Even... Maybe it is. I don't honestly don't remember. I remember the vampires are much scarier in the second one. I remember the second one uh, freaking me out a lot more uh, than the first one did when I was a child because I did see it when I was like eleven. So, <laughs> uh, and then great, the third great. one is just bad. So yeah, we're gonna have fun with the second one. The second Yay. one's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, I do recommend not watching it just before bed if you are easily scared by things like that. Um, 
Yeah, I think the second one, it gets a little bit more jump scary. It does. Yeah, there's a lot more jump scares, and the design of the vampires is much freakier. Oh, it's cool, though. It is super cool. Yeah. So, we'll, so just like keep the windows shades open, like bright lights. <laughs> it's fine. Have a cat, a cat to pet or something. Immediately watch Barbie Mermaidia afterwards. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That is my movie of choice. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it like literally like as I'm eating breakfast. So it's like super light out. And then by the time it's for me to go to bed, I'll have totally forgotten the entire movie. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's do some reviews and stuff like that. Audrey, oh, what, sure. what do you got for me? I'm gonna, oh, boy. This is so hard. <laughs> I'm going to give it three vampire fangs out of five because <laughs> what a great time i almost want to give it four because it's so fun to watch but it's also like boring and weird yeah and like bad <laughs> <laughs> if it went a little harder in the bad direction i feel like i would give it four yeah. fangs out of five okay okay how about you Annalisa? um i think i would also give it Three. I'm leaning more towards the two fangs out of five, but I'll give it the three because... I mean, you can split it in half. You can do it two and a half. Two and a half fangs? Sure. Oh, yeah. We'll do, we'll do two and a half fangs. Just because I, I don't... I'm the kind of person that when I watch something, like, if there's two... I'm not one to look for plot holes, but if I'm watching it and can find plot holes, then I'm, like, out bad. of the story. And there were a few things that I was like, why this? Okay, mm-hmm. I guess that. All right, we're just going to ex machina or magic that away. Sure, hand wave that away. Um, Choices like were made. Questions was like he knew that he needed the 12, um, like, chairman for the ceremony, but then purposefully kills the one chairman he hates the most. So I'm like, all right, you're down one. And then when they were bringing all of them in, he kills one more. So I was like, all right, now you're down two, but yeah. the ceremony still works just fine. Yeah, well, because yeah, because there was thirteen chair people to start with, and then they kill Dragonetti, and then they yeah they did kill another one, and mm-hmm. I was like, did they just take like a random ass goon and like <laughs> probably I was like I, I don't remember who the twelfth person was like I don't remember them like all right you know nameless vampire number eight you're you're standing in for this other guy we decided to kill <laughs> like it's pretty funny. Yeah. Not Joe. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Dennis, no. <laughs> I, I would I'd probably give it like a three and a half, mostly off of nostalgia. Uh, I, I did like this kid, uh, this movie growing up as a kid. Um, the CGI doesn't hold up great at all. Um, the practical effects do hold up. Yes, the practical effects do hold up. I, For me. The, so they, I feel like they did the corny incorrectly as well like so it uh, like they were doing a cart like a a comic book movie it's very obvious they're doing a comic book movie but like some of the stuff that they do is just not great because like one like he like throws his like little batarang thing around that we never see again and then he like catches it and he's like nice and like does like a fist like pump and like is like yeah like (laughs) they needed it for uh, the media tour (laughs) yeah they i feel like they if they were gonna go like that direction of corny they needed to lean into it a little bit more and like make it more cartoonish in that way because like there's a few spots throughout the movie where blade does like weird things like that or he has like a catchphrase he uses or something like that but it's not consistent enough to be fun necessarily it just comes across as awkward but uh overall i do like it it is a fun movie i have not watched it in a very long time but i i did have a good time with it so 
Any final thoughts or concerns or whatever? Did we even talk? Oh, I was just going to say, I can't wait to compare how his leather outfit changes from movie to movie. (laughs) I think it's pretty consistent, but I think this one is the best. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever go over that one scene where, like, Frost is out in the open and he has that one little girl hostage (laughs) and he talks to Blade like, thinking, like, oh, if I talk to you, like, and I explain everything what's happening, that I need your blood, you're going to join me. And he's just like, nah. And then he's wait, like, wait, is, is that the, <laughs> he eats the kid. <laughs> no, we never talked about the kid. <laughs> so, I think, I think it's after they uh, take uh, Dratini, whatever his name is, out to Dragonetti. The- <laughs> Dragonetti. They take Dragonetti out to the beach, so he's still got the sunscreen on. So I think he just utilizes the sunscreen to intimidate Blade. Yeah, that, that scene didn't make a lot of sense yet, yeah, because he's just like uh, out in the open with just like a child under his arm. Yeah. like, <laughs> And he's and like, I'm join like, me. And then he just know. throws the kid in front of the bus. Yeah, she goes so far. And the bus- I... I literally yelled because I watch a lot of anime. I was like, girl, you about to get isekai you need to get out of <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I also like that the bus never even attempted to slow down. <laughs> it's just yeah. not even a little bit. Like, that bus driver's like, well, I'm about to kill this kid. That's fine. And Better like, make it last. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to do it, might as well just keep it at full steam. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Yeah. So funny. Now, we, we did skip that scene because uh, it ends up not mattering even a little it, bit. No, it sure does not. <laughs> That is very funny. I did forget about that scene, and it is very bad. But I, I think they needed more scenes of Blade like having a run-in with the big bad. Otherwise, it might feel like so random when they finally meet. Well, that's the thing is because like Blade and Frost know of each other. Like Fro- like Blade knows Frost right away at the beginning of the movie. Like he knows Quinn. He's run into Quinn a bunch of times and uh, refuses to kill him until he has his sunglasses. Essentially, uh, so like Frost is or Blade is familiar with Frost's, like, underworld. So, like, they kind of establish that. But, yeah, like, Blade and Frost never really communicate, except for uh, when Pearl happens and then all, in the park and then once the actual, like, big thing happens. So, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if it, if it went from, like, Pearl's, like, IM messaging video chat to the big confrontation, probably would have felt even worse yeah yeah (laughs) so i'm not mad at them for including it because i got to see that kid fly (laughs) i do like that blade just like just starts shooting like an automatic weapon into a crowd in the middle of the city Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so isn't that fun yeah uh we do have a special patron to call out this week (gasps) we we finally got someone that hits uh a high enough level that we i have to call him out now so uh (laughs) thank you jeremiah for uh being i think he subscribed as an omega level mutant i'll have to double check on that uh but (laughs) i i text me i am me i need to know what your mutant powers will be and i can create your x-men sona (laughs) so Um, uh, thank you so much you did not have to do that it's absolutely not necessary (laughs) jeremiah but we appreciate it uh yeah but uh speaking of we do have the patreon uh so if you want go ahead and check that out it's uh into the character verse maybe it's just character verse pod i don't remember if you type in character verse just about anywhere we're the only thing that pops up which is great branding on our our part so um i mean unless you're like looking for a bible verse apparently oh yeah the other yeah, there's like some weird bible but verses it, that character pop- verse podcast i i think yeah. that's it that's yeah. the only one you got yeah that's all you got <laughs> uh, yeah there's yeah there's some weird ones but 
Anyways, uh, check out the Patreon. We do have the link tree link down below with all of the socials. Uh, reach out to us there. Uh, but for this week, I've been Mike. I've been Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Alicia. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Talk to you next time.